Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a very special guest. We've done many, many shows now. Uh, his name is Sean McCann. He operates the Wake the Dead podcast. I will put a link there to his show. I highly recommend people check that out. I mean, some of the shows that we've done are, we talked about Order of the Nine Angles by Book Abomination. We just got done doing kind of a group show with New York Patriot on Alfred Kinsey. We've done four hours of Eyes Wide Shut, two hours of Rosemary's Baby. Um, we've done a, one on his show, which is a sideshow, which is Black Bill Digest, about the upcoming genetic holocaust. Uh, we've done, we did another show on Kinsey, so we've done two shows on Kinsey. <coughs> I'm just scrolling through my thing. We did the Ninth Gate show, so we've done a lot of shows, all on subjects that I'm really interested in, so I'm great, it's great to have him back. And today we are going to talk about this Netflix film that just came up, White Noise, based upon a Don DeLillo book. And I think it was really timely. Like there was like a airborne toxic event and people afraid of death and uh, a lot of consumerism themes and a lot of things going on there. But Sean is going to talk more about that. So Sean McCann, welcome to the show. Thank you, William. I'm glad to be here. Great. So for people, yeah. For people who may not have heard our old shows, can you kind of t talk about how you got started? Wake the Dead. I know you've been busy. You've you've done shows with Uter and some other people. Can you kind of do a little overview and then what made yeah. you interested in White Noise? Um, well, I've always been into watching movies. It's like I've, I've filtered so many movies through my brain throughout the years, and and like I've over the years I've been down all the rabbit holes and I've been studying about mind control and. Um, the influences that the dark occult, I guess, and Satanists that are controlling society give us to make us slaves. And that's kind of what I focus in on. And a lot of, there's a lot in the, the art of the film films and um, they, they use them as a, like a, to present their plans ahead of time. And it's also like, um, there's the, um, uh, like it's programming, like, uh, they, they pre-program us with this idea. And then when reality occurs, we react the way, you know, it's a, so I, I study mind control and I've been looking into that and I've, I've been friends with a lot of people that are also into this type of this thing, you know, and we, you know, I've, I've kind of like having my own show. I've been able to talk to a lot of people and um, you know, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Freeman fly and Mark Passio and uh, Hans Utter, you mentioned and Mark Devlin and, and um, you know, I've just been gathering and building on, you know, my, my work and uh, I, I'm always interested in more stuff and I'm always digging into, you know, what, you know, what are we, being uh inflicted with basically and that black pill digest is a new show that uh that i've started with my good friend james cordner and we you know we take a hard look at the black pill subjects and the first show was what you were a guest on that show and and we looked at the jabs and how the jabs are killing people and how it is a it is a, <clears throat> a culling event they're culling the masses and that's kind of what white noise is all about the uh they're pre-programming us to accept our own culling 
and the way that it timely indeed it came out for the masses in december of 22 like just before christmas that was like a gift right and uh and then the event the airborne toxic event from a train crash here in in ohio in east palestine happened february 3rd the day after in bulk wow <laughs> so it was they put it on the masses just just before and then now that the event has happened we all recognize wow that's just like that movie and now we all go back to see the movie after the event it's as if this movie was made to be seen after the crash and so i mean i was personally affected like this film was filmed here in my town. Wow. They shut down the town for like two or three weeks. There were people painting the front facades of all the stores and whatever. They had like a fake movie theater front. You know, they had like a fake music venue. And the whole place was, there was like people taking pictures of their kids, you know, and they transformed the place and like, they wouldn't let me walk my dog, you know, in certain areas. I was like yelling at cops and it was really, you know, it affected us just being a movie being shot here. And then we were, my wife and I were like, Oh, we got to see this thing. Right. And then the event happens and we're like, Whoa, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it the was synchronicities or whether the intention is just off the charts. Right. Right. You know, I Ohio, believe- Yes. And the same film and the Don DeLillo book and all this. Right. Like, I think Don DeLillo's won like uh, some kind of literary award. Like he's not a schlub. Right. And that is about, that book was mainly about the perceptions that we have like filtered through the TV. Like the TV gives us what we perceive and what to say and think and what to do. And everybody is in tune with each other because everybody's watching the same TV shows you know how the panic is controlled through the TV. You know, and there so is that. Don DeLillo won the National Book Award for Fiction for this book. Quite right, much. right. And of course, it was taken up by the Holly, the Satanists in Hollywood. You know, because it's a perfect vehicle for what they're doing. So, um, I there's this idea that uh, about the Holocaust of the Gentiles that. Um, Leonard Cohen once said to one of his like girlfriends or whatever, who was in on a podcast with Mark Devlin just about a couple months ago and diamond. And she explained how at dinner one night, Leonard Cohen tried to convince her to convert to Judaism because of the oncoming, the future plans of the, Holocaust of the Gentiles. And I think that is what is happening now. I think that what you've been documenting on your show with the, the long series of uh, 35 shows or whatever about the jabs. Um, Bioweapon Blues, it's a bioweapon. Bioweapon Blues, exactly. And they, they with their magic, they make us take it with our own will. And, you know, and then there's no karma on them. They just, you know, that whole thing. And then we put it on ourselves with the crowd mentality. So, like, this this movie was filmed during coronavirus. 
during the pandemic. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And there are certain scenes where like the kids are wearing face masks and, you know, because of the airborne event and um, there's that, you know, and they're lying about this whole airborne event, just like they're lying about the shots, total yes. black propaganda, right? That, that stuff is going to harm people in Ohio forever. And the yes. sight of just that toxic cloud is off the charts. It looks worse right. like a lingering nuclear holocaust. Yes. They made it like you have to look at it even though it wasn't really in the news, you know, they made this cloud visible from space, this black cloud, you know, it's like. And right. And there's like super sketchy things about the whole accident and how right. they supposedly they could have mandated it. Since somebody said, burn it off. Like what right. are you thinking? You could right. have just backed up another train, caught some tubes, some, right. some hazmat people and put it into other, um, Think so. It's just another Control element of canisters or whatever, right? Right. There, it's all part of the whole thing to destroy the entire country. Right. Literally trying to destroy the country. Yes. The people that didn't take the jab are the ones who live there in East Palestine. They all have a F Biden flag waving in their front yard, and they're you know another like attack, that's yeah. that's the other end of the attack. Like like we talked about on the Black Pill how you were framing it as a war. Like this is the new war. And it is a war. Like, it's a war. Yes, that is important. We are in war. World exactly. War III is here. Sorry. Exactly. No, you're right. And we need to key into that because this is how they kill us. In the old days, they could sign us up for the draft and they could just, you know, put us on the front line and whatever. All the young, uh, the, the youthful, fertile males that might fight the government, they're all, put off in the you know somewhere else where they just die on the battlefield or rock, or rock. yeah exactly like Vietnam. you know and yeah and it was just a meat grinder they were just sending them in there and it's the same they got a satanic occult symbols with like you know the insignia that they wear for the military is all satanic insignias you know like uh mark passio talks about how like uh the purple heart is like the most satanic shit you can ever find. I mean, the way he breaks it all down, it's like, whoa. Have and, you ever uh, seen the kind of memorial for World War II? It was it was paid for by the Americans. It was for the American troops in um, Europe, and it's off the charts, like the occult underpinnings. Yes, it, it was like the goddess was like leading people into the sacrifice, right? 11s everywhere, just yeah. 11, 11, 11, like... So 9-11 is not, they're precursors. Right. That was a perfect example. Like I looked at that like in shock, like, whoa, this is like some right. kind of demonic uh, house of the temple level evil place. Like, right. Yeah. And like, I've seen the Vietnam one is also very evil. It's black and it's a mirror. You can see yourself in the black mirror, you know, and then you see the names of the others who died and it's like you, died too like yourself is there amongst the dead you know and right. it's really Creepy. next level like yeah they i mean they're really satanic when you really get into it and look at all that type of stuff so um so anyway white noise is a device to make us subconsciously accept our own culling our own demise like it's a psychological war thing like AT. yes because yes. that's kind of what he does, right? The main character, the Jack Gladney slash Adam Driver character, kind of like 
accepts his own death. It's a lot about it. it is about the dread of death, right? Isn't that yes? A theme yeah, that is the real theme. That is in like uh, the fear of death is how people will do anything to right. get away from that, you know. And then it makes and then you see those people as weak, pitiful. You know, but then you relate to them, you know, and we're all weak, pitiful. All there. Look at the look at the COVID shots. Everybody's afraid to die. That's how they manipulated people. They came right yes. out of the right out of the White House. Yes. That one guy, Zane, said, if you don't take your shot, you're gonna go through a winter of miserable death. He knew what he was doing. A dark winter. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, a dark winter, right? Yeah, what yeah. Biden dark said winter. a bunch of times. The same that thing dark that, winter that, was right after 9-11. Right, that was part of the programming with the with the anthrax attacks. And that is slightly uh, referenced in this movie. Like the kid, I'll even talk about that, how they even wrap that in. So like there's this general fear that this movie like has this like um, just unfounded fear and it matches the fear that's going on in the pandemic, you know, and the way that the people are, controlled by the authorities who don't know anything and like everybody's just running around like a chicken with their head cut off just like ah, you know that's no, the they're a perfect example of this like the suckers during the covid who just did what yes right and so that's kind of like running, yeah, that's I'm, no i'm sorry too but uh i was just gonna say that's kind of the running theme that this movie was trying to relate to like blatantly and like middle America hometown is like, you know, everybody once once a pandemic happens, everybody just does what they're told and they're all pitiful weakling losers who are just ready to die, you know. And and we like this film kind of shows us through the satanic perspective. It gives us like it it kind of tries to impart the moral relativism and the you know, it 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 depicts like a driver that the driver character who was like a hero almost in Star Wars as like this fat schlub who doesn't want to pay attention to reality and who just doesn't care about the world and what just wants to focus on Hitler all the time. And, um, you know, it's and like the kids are smarter than him and like uh, like the Homer Simpson thing where like, you know, dads are dumb and. Who's yes. leading the family? Nobody, the government, whatever, you know. Um, like he's, so, a, he's a Hitler studies guy who can't speak German. Like, right. That's like the uh, contradiction. Like, it doesn't right. make any sense. Like, you would think that would be the first thing. If anything would do Deutschland, Germany, you'd speak German. And he like, even yeah. knows that. And he's like trying to learn Germany and German. And he's like telling the guy that, that he's learning from, don't tell anybody I come here because he's ashamed he doesn't. He knows but, he's aware that he's kind of a chump. But it's like it's almost like a reflection of his real life. Like he knows about groupthink and crowd psychology and how it leads to death, peril. And he tells people in these speeches. And then when it's happening around him, he's like, Durr, oh, let's eat dessert. Uh, where are we going? I don't know. Like he should know not to follow the crowd and not to like trust the government and like all of this because he's been studying it his whole life. But like we're blind, like so. Um, so yeah, this movie is an occult device. It is like a magic spell, and 
the running theme of death runs throughout and um, it's meant to be seen after the crash and it's meant to give you that, wow, this is just like reality. Oh, whoa. Even so much so that when the train crashed and derailed, they, it didn't start a big plume fire and explode. They had to get the local cops to light it on fire. They had to dump it in a ditch to make it match the movie. Wow. Because the movie was like a signpost. And now, right. like, when we see it match the movie, then we think, oh, and we get, like, we connect in our mind. And then we do what the movie did. And they, you know, right. they so follow the like a powerful psychological operation. Yes. Super powerful. And you've already kind of like, oh, Ohio, too. Not everywhere in the country. You've already endured a huge bioweapon attack, right? Oxycontin and stuff like that. So oh, that of course. just was already a slaughter. Yeah. And, this is and like I moved, right? I moved from New England, uh, in you know, the coastal Massachusetts, and there too, it's like, you know, they're killing everybody with the fentanyl, and like, and then I came here, and it's same thing. Everybody, all the families, and like, all the houses are falling apart, and like nobody can. Ever, Nobody can function if they're even alive. Yeah. They're really, and they're all like super fat. Like, no offense to Ohio people, but like, you know, you go to like the kids' baseball game and all the kids are morbidly obese and they're running the bases. And it's like, what have they done to us? Yeah. That's another attack, like bioweapon attack through lousy food. Exactly. All that stuff. And that relates to this film. There's a place in the movie they'll talk about it. There's a clip where, like the the, we'll get to it, I guess. So, um, uh, I pretty much set it up pretty pretty well. Uh, people should check out Wake the Dead podcast, and you know, and come, you know, I'm on all the podcast players, and uh, you can find me at onegreatworknetwork.com/slash/sean-mccann, and uh, I think you know, you're at like what eighty. 80- 81 episodes now? Yeah, 81 of my show, and then I've yeah, done so like another, probably that many on other people's shows too. Like, yeah, he's one of my most famous or popular guests, actually. Fantastic, man. That's great. I love one that. more thing is that they did not spare any expense to make this film. The budget was $100 million for like non, right. a non kind of sci-fi film. Right. Like they, blew, they blew a lot of coins. So somebody right. thought that this was important. And... It's on Netflix. So people are Netflix is a data collecting device and it gets every click you make when you pause it, what you watch, how many people watch it, when they watch it. So like they're getting all that information too. They're seeing who is wise to this, who's watching it, what, you know, when they like how effective the programming was like should we do it differently next time it's like all part of the um you know the cybernetics of it right it's the date that's this is what they're doing the lead is doing this they are data mining everybody yes that's what uh ptl and right what's that uh the the uh book and yeah know what's the name of his company it's uh square is it square now? No. Peter Thiel? Like the, yeah, Peter Thiel owns. What are the little uh, crystal balls in the Lord of the Rings? Oh, Palantir. Palantir, yeah. So yeah. that's what they're doing. So they, right. they are grinding this data about everybody. Totally. They know more about you than you'd ever want. you got to get a VPN. That's right. right 
And that's how they're going to control us. They're going to know. Yeah. They know who's taking the shot, who hasn't, they know everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they know who's resisting and who's awake and who's paying attention. You know, at least, you know, at least we can put out this truth transmission and people can hear that too. So at least whatever we're putting our, our weight in the game, but just a lesson, message, hold on. It's just a message to the audience. Take down, a lot of this audio and save it to a hard drive because yes. there will have to be an underground once they try to shut down the internet. They're trying to shut down yeah. the uh, podcasters. They're going to start using AI. Right. So some of these transmissions save everything. Save everything. Yeah. Right. Save everything on a hard drive that you can unplug. That's right. Don't expect right. it to be there. in a Faraday cage, right? He's okay. better. Okay. Yeah, because like you know, who knows what they're going to do? They're, but, putting, they're 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 grinding the screws as hard as they can. Right. And Netflix was created. The Netflix creator of Netflix is related to Bernays. Right. That's right. I mean, it's like a direct. Yeah, you can't even believe it, right? <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, it's total trap for our consciousness. And if you're not watching it while with awareness, then it's affecting you subconsciously. Right. And the um, there's a lot of auditory stuff that goes in there's like there's you know conversations in the background that don't really mean much to the main plot but they mean a lot to the programming and it goes into your subconscious because you're trying to focus on the other thing being said so it's another tactic of getting it it's an nlp suggestibility tactic it's just bring it up oh mccann you don't really feel like having a sex change right <laughs> so I'm saying you're not going to have a sex change. Now, what's the reason right. making me think about a sex change? Right. Now I'm thinking about a sex change, like just like Kinsey, just like the way Kinsey asked people, "When was the first time you effed a goat?" You know, yeah. like, oh, uh, I guess no, you're not thinking about week. doing a bunch of oxycontin tonight, are you? <laughs> right. Well, actually, <laughs> right. I mean, but that's the suggestion. So even the idea starts yeah. percolating. Yeah, that's those exactly. are little tactics, right? Right. So like this, the white noise is this death. The spell of death being given to us by a death cult, you know, that it, so it goes deep. But I also interpret that as the white noise. These are all kind of pretty much white uh, people. Yes. I, I see it as the white noise of the people not recognizing the threat. So there's yeah. like mutual white noise, right. the, the sheep. Uh, sinister element. And then there's the response, right. which is like this kind of befuddled confused hapless totally like the like like the white the noise of the bullshit that white people are paying attention to when really they don't see their own genocide yes yeah i totally totally i mean it's it's happening like we if we're not aware like we might eat their food we might drink their water you know we might take their jab like there's so many traps they're poisoning everything Right. The guy's name is Reed Hastings. That's the guy who's like literally like the nephew of Bernays or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also push like full on pedophilia on on Netflix. Oh yeah, the, mean, they, the one cuties. Cuties, yeah. Oh man, holy that crap! Dude, I refuse to watch it. I just won't. I only know, needed like, to watch I, the trailer. I was like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is terrible. Gross. So they're pushing everything: yeah, sex change, trans, everything, man. So right. white noise and is part of the agenda. Yeah, white noise also has the tranny agenda it's really like it's quick and you don't you don't see it but i got a screenshot 
and uh like like i can show it to us later like make sure i bring it up i'll, I'll try to okay. remember it no that's important because they're they're definitely hammering people and the yeah. advanced psychological warfare stuff is really going on it's not believable yeah. but it is believable i heard that recently you know that you did What's that? Uh, I heard that recent show that you did on your on William Ramsey investigates uh, about the how the tranny agenda is much more than just gender, or whatever. It's like the whole psychology of like the attack on the family and how how they can break us down into solipsistic, like in like part of the part of the cult of the collective, but also so individually detached. My truth is separate from your truth, and I'll believe what you say. You can be a cat, and I'll be a person, you know, or I'll be a, a, a female or whatever I feel like today. Like tomorrow, I'll be a, you know, horse or whatever. And like that's where they're going. And it's like, a literal assault on reality. Right. Reality. And, and it, like it goes in hand in hand with the assault on morality. And like, and when they can break that down then they can bring in the cannibalism and the bestiality and they've already brought, they're already pushing the pedophilia now. So then it'll be a total reflection of the satanic, uh, you know, ideals. And then the whole world will be like Sodom and Gomorrah and the Satanists will be happy. They can rule in their hell that they've created. <laughs> you know? It's hell. They're, they're trying to create hell. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So let's do some clips. Okay, yeah. So I loaded one up. This is the you, very you, play, you can play it from your side, right? Yes. Uh, so this is the very opening of the film. This is how, and well, I like I might pause it. Okay, roll film. So this is it's showing us the movie that we're watching. You know what I mean? It's, it's like breaking the fourth wall, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so. And like, and the opening scene of any movie uh, that's worth its salt, anyway. Most movies will uh, put the main thesis right there in the beginning to set the frame for the whole rest of the film. So here we go. Don't think of a car crash in a movie as a violent act. No, these collisions are part of a long tradition of American optimism. Okay, so right there, we're watching this film after the collision happened in East Palestine. So we're already looking because we go back and we find that movie and then we look for it and then they immediately talk about crashes and like how it's optimistic and it's a tradition in America, just like Satanism itself is right, a tradition. It's not bad, it's good. The destruction right. is good, right? Isn't that what they're trying to see? Yes, in yes. Your mind? Yeah. A reaffirmation of traditional values and beliefs, a celebration. Think of these crashes like you would Thanksgiving and the 4th of July. On these days, This is we don't full want... NLP stuff, by the way. This is yes. heavy duty. Bateson, like Uter's talked about this. Bateson's student was the head of NLP. <laughs> I was reading through NLP next last week, and it's just like you you do these suggestions that people don't realize they're suggestions, and that's what's happening right at the intro. Exactly, and it's like a magic trick. And like right here, I I paused it just perfectly. Notice the dude on the right hand side. This kid is going to be a recurring character. He doesn't have any line. Well, he does have one line, 
But notice this kid. He's here watching the crashes that are on the film. He's learning about. Born the dead or rejoice in miracles. No, these are days of secular optimism, of self-celebration. Okay. It's super philosophical, man. Wow. So self-celebration is what Satanism does. Their highest holiday is their birthday. They, you know, like it's all about revering yourself and putting down others and like, you know, uh, moral relativism and uh, social Darwinism and eugenics. <laughs> That's all like satanic ideals. And he's saying it's a, it's self-celebration. It's secular Secular yeah, wow. So, like, that's what America was framed as. This. Like, you know, they say it's a Christian country, but really it's, you know, it's Masonic. And the Freemasons, like, would take any religion as long as you're not an atheist. Those people are crazy. You know, but, like, uh, no offense, people. I love everybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> but anyway, so this, he's even stating right there, the self-celebration and then it cuts to the people and behind the people is this blinding light like the light of lucifer right and the fuck and the cave wall but you know, there's like this full suggestion there's there pass there's a passivity too so you're the audience right, right. you're right. sitting in there getting bombarded with whatever this just uh, accepting all the waves and radiation being transmitted into your eyes don yeah. Cheadle, yeah don Cheadle talking to you Right. He's got most of the lines that are very important. Yeah. Each crash is meant to be better than the last. There's a constant upgrading of tools, skills, a meeting of challenges. An American film director says, I want this flat. They hint at accelerationism in this film. I was surprised to see that theme written into this, which right. is like that the crash gets bigger and bigger. So there's yeah. like an acceleration. I, th I even think they said acceleration in the film, if I remember correctly. Bed truck to do a double midair somersault that produces an orange ball of fire in a 36 foot diameter. So like then we see we saw the reflection in the viewer's eyes of the orange ball of fire. Like we are looking at the ball of fire right now with this film. It's like a reflection and they're making reality like they're making reality match the movie uh, so that it's uncanny. The movie breaks away from complicated human passions to show us something elemental, something loud and fiery and head on. That's what this movie is doing. If you look past the human interactions of whatever they're saying, you know, the marital, whatever, this film is giving you a glimpse into something fiery, loud and head on the reality of our own demise, you know. It's incredible. They hit you right away. Any car too. crash in any American movie, it is a high-spirited moment, like old-fashioned stunt flying, you know, walking on wings. The people who stage these crashes are able to capture a lightheartedness. The people who stage the crashes, like the people who staged the one in Ohio, you know, like we're thinking about this thing and we're like, oh, it's too, uh, you know, how could it have happened like that? And there's so many things went wrong to make it happen like that. And they, it had to be, it's like obvious that it was almost planned out. And especially with this movie, it makes it seem obvious that it was planned out, you know, 
They're rubbing our nose in it. A carefree enjoyment that car crashes in foreign movies can never approach. You might say, but what about all that blood and glass? The screeching rubber, the crushed bodies, the severed limbs. What kind of optimism is this? Look past the violence, I say. There is a wonderful brimming spirit of innocence and fun. So that's it for that one. And it ends with the cars and he's talking about car crash, but the cars in this shot are set up like railroad tracks. So like even in your mind, subconsciously, you're relating the car crash speech that you just talked about to like railroad tracks, you know, and, right, him, and there was, I think the first, if you go back and even look at the first one, it was a uh, huge car semi going off of the, off the road. Right. Too. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like uh, I mean, it's the uh, the way that they it, they just pull it. So they it's so ex exactly similar. And the even the reality had it matches the film. Uh, so it shows us that it was planned, just like with 9-11. With like with your book, what you you saw the patterns of the the numbers and the you know the relations to Crowley and all of this, you know occultism, layered in, uh, it's like that. It's it's an occult working, right? I mean, and it uh, it's a declaration to the public. Hey, look, we can do. You know, um, it also it, it enhances the power of the perpetrator too, right? The person who's able yes. to put this together, I mean, you the, it, I mean, it must be for them very like intoxicating to like, hey, we've got yes. these people in our power. We're for their ego, right, yeah. right. So this here, uh, number two, I guess you got to start it from okay, your we'll side. See if I can, oh, I had to add it to the story. Okay. Okay. You said that to my roommate. You don't even know him. Don't tell him my own thing. You've tied this three times already. Okay. So that was that Jewish student talking to his parents about, uh, and this is, this is a scene right after that speech where Don Cheadle, here, we'll play it again. I can't believe you said that to my roommate. You don't even know him. Don't tell him my own thing. You've tied this three times already. Tying it three times, right? That right there is a cult, right? But he's saying, I can't believe you said that because Cheadle was telling us what this is and what the people who staged these crashes. And the Jewish kid is saying, I can't believe you said that to my roommate. Like the, the roommates of the Jews are the Gentiles. Like we share this place together, oh, you know? Right. So like metaphorically it's kind of seeding this into your subconscious about how uh it's his own business you know so uh that i just wanted to put that there and because i'm doing this chronologically so okay. here this is the family of the main character family is the cradle of the world's misinformation there must be something in family life that generates factual error it's because facts threaten our happiness and security well, that's family just full-on the... anti-family right there right? yes and fact... the font of misinformation yeah. yeah and that relates to like the you know the facebook and everybody telling each other missing miss and malinformation or whatever right. you know, and like that whole thing <laughs> 
And um, well, I didn't understand that there was a real Jewish Gentile theme in this film, but it's all it's all produced by Jews, directed by Jews. Yes, yes. It's David Heyman, Uri Singer, Noah Baumbach, Barry Sonnenfeld was direct set to direct it. So, yes, this, it's weird that they chose like this Jewish character. He's Siskin. They chose um, the black guy to do it. Cheating <laughs> is odd, but. <laughs> This is great. I'm glad that you like because this Cradle is the of the world's misinformation. There must be something in family life that generates factual error. It's because don't trust your family, right? And then he says facts threaten our security. Facts threaten our happiness and security. <laughs> so uh, we were much more comfortable with lies, I guess. Uh, you know, crazy. Yeah, and uh, here. So this is again in the supermarket. That stuff causes cancer in laboratory animals, in case you didn't know. You wanted me to choose sugarless gum, Denise. It was your idea. There was no warning on the pack then. Then they put a warning, which I have a hard time believing you didn't see. That's exactly what Satanism is doing. They're saying, we put a warning on the pack. We have a hard time believing you didn't see. Like, even with cigarettes, like, they say, like, this will kill you. And people still buy it. So that's the whole thing. Like, they on the front of the package it's all fancy colors and it gets you to grab it and then on the back in fine print it shows you all the toxins that are in there as long as you can read it and you're paying attention you can see then you're smart enough to avoid the toxins and she's like hey that causes uh tumors and lab rats and she's like arguing i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna chew it anyway you know Either i love the name which... of it carefree too it's very carefree yes very satanic and that was actually kind of an issue when i was I mean, i'm older than you it was an issue when you were a kid like i forgot what the additive was saccharin or something like that Chris. right the sweet and low or whatever the... yeah 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 here on the pack then then they put a warning which i have a hard time believing you didn't see either i chew gum with sugar and artificial coloring or i chew sugarless gum that's harmful to rats it's up to you don't chew at all you ever think of that <laughs> that's what the satanists are like oh you could just say no but duh you're in our trap you're just gonna you're gonna chew it anyway denise steffi either i chew gum or i smoke why not do both that's what you want isn't it we all get to do what we want, don't we? Next to a Coca-Cola, too, right? Right. Just like in the consumer hellhole. Yeah. And, <clears> like, <throat> the kids have the visors and the glasses. And she says, why don't you just do both? We all get to do what we, what we want, don't we? That right there is Crowley's do what thou wilt. Totally do what you will, yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, complaining, oh, I have to have some kind of toxin. Either I smoke or I chew this gum that gives me And cancer. she's a full-on druggie, too, right? right yeah she's on some other world. drug yeah dilar yeah. yeah but that kind of tied into me like uh was like a philip k dick like almost kind of like a because the drug itself is on it's it's its own drug right it's not right it's and it's in the testing phase yeah, like and like they're just testing it on the public and people because they're afraid of death they're accepting this jab i mean pill no. you know what i mean it's like totally i didn't even get into that with this like i don't have time for all those clips but you know, so here we go. Why not do both? That's what you want, isn't it? We all get to do what we want, don't we? Unless we're not allowed to because of our age and height. Uh, more satanic stuff there with the pedophilia. Because, like, kids aren't allowed to do everything. And the Satanists are pissed because they want the kids to be able to do what they want. 
You know what I'm saying? They want them to take the jab if they want or give their sex to an adult if they want. You know what I mean? Like Alan Ginsberg. surgery, man. Gender affirming. Yeah, all that. And that's like satanic, like high occult, you know, like circumcision is like, you know, a satanic sacrifice and um, all the genital mutilations. Like it goes back to Inanna and Ishtar, those ancient sacrifice cults that would sacrifice children. It's all the same. Like it, anyway, moving on. Stay in the schools either. Better not. Yeah. Tell your kids what's right. Yeah. Fuss over nothing. I guess you're right. Never mind. Just a warning on the pack. Just rats. Just useless rodents. Plus, I'd like to believe she only chews two pieces a day the way she forgets things. So, just useless rodents. Like, so that is part of the. That's an ongoing theme. So, that sets it up in the very beginning there. Just useless rodents. You're, you're you're the rats. You're the lab rat. Yeah, totally right. And that's like what same thing with Corona. I know I forget things, but I didn't know it was so obvious. It isn't. I this right here. That's downtown in my my town. This is Wellington. Oh, right downtown. Wow. So this is it. So they like repainted everything, and like they shut down the whole town for like two or three weeks just for like forty seconds on camera. Dial a number on the phone and forget who I'm calling. I go to the store and I forget what to buy. We all forget. Sometimes I call Steffi, Denise. I forget where I parked the car. I don't care what the girls say. It can't be the gum I chew. That's too far-fetched. Do you drink coffee yet? No. They were just talking about just rats, you know, harm. And now these kids are playing a game called Mousetrap. Right. You get the mouse in there, trap yeah, the mouse. Yeah, you know? exactly. Baba likes a cup when she gets back from class. Her class is demanding. Coffee relaxes her. That's why it's dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Whatever relaxes you is dangerous. Whatever relaxes you is dangerous. That kid is hip. He knows, like, coffee is dangerous. That's another attack on our psychology, you know, on our, on our, our brains and our bodies. Just like the carefree gum is an attack with the, the fake sugar. Sugar itself is bad. Like Right, sugar's bad. Yeah. So here, moving on. Um, so that the the mouse trap thing, I wanted that to get in there. I wanted people to hear that. So this uh starts with a plane crash, which the book had a plane crash, not a train crash. So this is the plane crash leads to the airborne toxic event. Is that in the book? Yeah. Yeah. Hurry up. Plane crash footage. Maneuver called a reverse Cuban 8. It was a jet trainer in an air show in New Zealand. They're going to show it again. This is like the kids are transfixed and they're seeing the death happen on TV. This is just like what we all saw with 9-11. They kept showing the plane crash over and over again. The plane came down in the field next to the Ball Corporation. Next to the Ball Corporation. Ball Corporation. Right, Ball. Right, Ball. Let's watch a sitcom or something. No! They like it. Yeah. They're hungry for real information. Well, they, that's what all they can get is from the TV. It's natural. It's normal that decent, well-meaning people would find themselves intrigued by catastrophe when they see it on television. We're suffering from brain fade. We need an occasional catastrophe to break up the incessant bombardment of information. The flow is constant. Words, pictures, numbers, facts. We, graphics, graphics, we, get our attention. Waves, we want them. Particles. We need this them. This is where California comes in. 
mudslides, brush fires. If I were to get you a pill. A pill? Like a pill? Yes, a pill. Could you analyze it? Why do you ask me? You're brilliant. Well, all brilliant, isn't that the understanding around here? You call me brilliant, I call you brilliant. We call California deserves whatever it gets. Californians invented the concept of lifestyle. This alone warrants their doom. He just, they're like, so people, here, I'll let it finish. You deserve to die. Brilliant. They call me shrewd. They say I latched on something big. You're saying it's more or less universal to be fascinated by TV disasters. So where's the pill? More and more, more or less universal to be fascinated by TV disasters. And that's like what the East Palestine thing was, is, you know? Right. And they're, and like the view or whatever, they had, what's her face, Joy Behar, talking about how those people in East Palestine deserved it because they voted Trump. Right. And that's the same way with this guy saying, look at people in California deserve that because they go surfing all the time. They invented lifestyle like they he he hates them because he's jealous. And like so that makes it okay. this moral relativism, you know, and then like the TV, you have to have disaster on TV to break up the monotony of the facts. (laughs) Like It's crazy the way that they talk. Crazy. So moving on, this is a big piece right here. Let me whisper the terrible word from the old English, from the old German, from the old oh. Norse. <gasps> Dead. These crowds were assembled in the name of death. They were there to attend tributes to the dead, but not the already dead. The already dead, he shows the older people, right? Who've already been toxified, right? Not the already dead, but... The future dead. The future dead, and now he's pointing into the camera. Us. You. Watching. The living dead amongst us. The living dead amongst us. And then he's pointing at a young white boy. And what, like, who took the most jabs? Like Vermont? You know, what's the color of those people? I heard that they they gave all the toxic jabs to the red states. That's what I heard. Probably, you know. And the people that didn't take them are the ones that they have uh, attacked with this train disaster. And so, like, he's explaining to us that the the dead amongst us, the future dead. And he, this movie came from just before the crash. Right. It's before and, the crash. That's the whole thing. It's and the future dead are the people that will die in the future from the shot. Like... It's like it, it, they're expressing this is the the death of of the white race. We're 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 killing the young males, and that's like look at what happens to the hearts of the young males. Like it attacks that, and that like it's very uh, deeply occult. And uh, so anyway, yeah, they're pointing at us. We are the future dead. Processions, 
Songs, speeches, dialogues with the dead. Recitations of the names of the dead. They were there to see pyres and flaming wheels. Thousands of flags dipped in salute. Thousands of uniform mourners. There were ranks and squadrons. Elaborate backdrops. Blood banners and black dress uniforms. Crowds came to form a shield. If you look this right here, he's on top of an octagon. It's like a black octagon, which itself is a satanic symbol. That's the cops wear them on their heads. And like it's a it's a two dimensional depiction of the Tesseract, which is like the ultimate prison. And like anyway, uh, people should, he, you know, like the weird hand gestures too, and the goose stepping. Like yes. it's kind of a weird thing. Like his Hitler studies is also kind of strange. Like it's not German history or something like that. It's like we're doing Hitler studies, like yeah, it's like a reverence of it. Yeah, it's like a weird thing too, and like the college on the hill is like a, a degradation of city on the hill, you know. Yes, it's like a funny, like thing. America itself, like is the yeah, shining. City on the hill is a biblical statement, so they're like right. playing with the, they're degrading the, uh, you know, biblical statement. You shall be like the. And the end with the nuns also is like total degradation of Christianity and. Wow. You know, like so, that whole thing. Like I've got a much sicker movie than I thought. I didn't know that they were using NLP and stuff like that. Oh. Against their own dying to become a crowd is to keep out death, to break it's off from the hand gestures. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I was talking with Hans uh, last week about it, and he was talking about how there was the way that uh, Hans Utter, by the way, for the listeners, that the uh, having his hands raised in the air like that and doing these weird gestures relate to uh, certain occult symbol, uh, uh, symbols. That, symbol gestures or whatever. Right, right. They do like that. Crowley, there's a famous picture of Crowley making all those weird gestures. Yes, yes. I think there's actually a gesture of the swastika, too, where Crowley made those gestures. You can see it in one. I think it's in the Equinox. If you actually look at his arms right now, that's kind of a swastika, too, the way that his arms are shaped. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> they're bent at the elbow, and he's got them. Anyway. Uh, okay. Death is an individual to face dying alone. Crowds came for this reason, above all others. They were there to be a crowd. So there, there's our student again, and he's filming it. He's filmed that whole speech, and that speech was happening at the same moment as the crash. That speech was like he was, uh, it was a magic working. Yeah, like he was he, talking about death, like death was coming, like he was bringing up. Yes. Like he did the gestures and the stance and the. Right. Weird intonation or something like that. Yeah. Yes. And the Jewish kid here filmed it all, filmed the occult working. Right. So he's part of it. And like, who was filming 9 11 and dancing Israelis, whatever. So what, that's beside the point. But still, this is like, so this, uh, this Jewish kid is the guy who does the film tech. And that's like, Hollywood saying like the, the filmmakers 
are this kid, you know, uh, here. Well, they're applauding their own death, like the, the toxification of Ohio is like. So right there, we saw Elvis gyrating and the speech beforehand was there. They were they were both talking about they were relating Elvis and Hitler. And then we just saw a shot of Elvis gyrating for the crowd as everybody's clapping. And we just saw Hitler in front of the crowd, like everybody clapping. The same people that gave us Hitler also gave us Elvis. And it's the same people that gave us this movie. <laughs> like it's uh, they they can manipulate crowds this way, just like they did with the pandemic. It's all it's all part of the working. Watch this. Let me show you something. Mm -hmm. This is uh, I was talking. These are the gestures that Crowley was making. But like, I don't know if people can see this at home, but these are in um, Equinox. But if you see eight, it looks similar to what this guy was doing. It's literally El Isis morning, the swastika. That's wow. Like, yeah. But you can see wow. maybe they were referencing some weird. Isis morning, though. It's like know. mourning the death of the future dead. Like, you know. Wow. There's the trident, the, tr the typhon, Osiris risen, the pentagram. There's all kinds of stuff in this. Right. So. The Osiris risen looks like with the hands in the air when he was like, yep. face death alone. And then the crash happened at that moment. The Elvis from Hitler again. So we saw earlier that the train said toxic chemicals on it. And we see it leaking. Just like in real life. Like blood too. Yes, it looks like blood, you're right. Right there at the exact moment of the explosion, we see Elvis going to throw his arm up and then a shot of Hitler's hand over the crowd. It's a Sieg Heil right there at the same moment that it happens. And if you're watching the film and you look at the timestamp, this explosion happens at 33 minutes and three seconds. Wow. So they had the timing down everything. Wow. Yeah. So this occult working, it like the crescendo is there with the Sieg Heil. And then the release of the toxins on all of us. I mean, Andy's on the octagon. That's a perfect way to stop the first half. I got to run. I'm fortunate. Okay. We're at the hour mark. Okay. But really interesting analysis. I mean, there's a lot going on that ties into it. The current situation in the u.s yes. is murdering people left and right man it's yes. off the charts totally poisoning millions of people without yes. any justice without anybody saying anything's a matter in the government that's no, what that's the plan and yeah, they're all it's an agenda there's no question yeah it's a total agenda right
And then if you listen to Leonard Cohen's song, The Future, he sings about how it's going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah and it's death. I've seen the future and it's death. I've seen that's, the future, brother. It's murder. That's he talks right. about like tor torturing people in like uh, dungeons and stuff. Like it's pretty intense. I mean, what are they doing to the people that they arrested for? You know the, you know the political prisoners. Like, like it's it's pretty bad. There there is no morality out there. We're being no, wrong. it all fits together, Sean. It all yeah. fits, you can't see these things as separate things. COVID, the that's culture, right. the trans. It's all. Uh, destruction. It's all intentional. So people need to wake the hell. Just like you said, wake yeah. the dead. Hopefully, right. wake the dead. So there will be a part two. And uh, awesome. thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. Stay there.